Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell and Adam Zaluth, my great producer. Uh, today's guest is somebody who I've been wanting on for quite a while. I'm a big fan of his podcast, The Frugal Athlete. He's a professional soccer player and entrepreneur. Um, he was also voted in the Forbes 30 Under 30 class of 2021. Uh, I believe our guest today is somebody that uh, potential pro athletes, current pro athletes, former pro athletes should be watching his podcast, listening to his podcast and, and his advice and follow his lead. And his name is Amobi Akogu. Amobi, uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a true pleasure. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you know, let's first start off. Tell us about the 17-year-old Amobi Akogu, your, your goals, your dreams, uh, your, your family. Let's start off with that. Oh, okay, that's a great that's a great Lido question. Uh, 17-year-old Amobi Akugo, uh, I was at the time just coming out of residency. So residency is the uh, U-17 national team program where we basically um, live, eat, breathe football. So it's uh, the residency program based in IMG Academy. Um, not part of IMG Academy, but we just use their facilities um, to ultimately to compete and try to play for the U-17 World Cup. So at that time, my whole life was surrounded by soccer. Uh, after that concluded, I moved back to Sacramento to finish my senior year of high school. And it was, all right, finish school, go to college, and continue playing uh, soccer at an elite, elite level. Uh, fortunately for me, you know, I was able to do quite a few things, play for the U18 national team, U20 national team, and um, commit to UCLA. So things were moving 100 miles per hour. Um, it was soccer school and that's pretty much it. I didn't have time for, you know, high school prom, you know, weekend, you know, social events. It was school, soccer, school, soccer, soccer, school. Do you wish looking back on it that, cause that's the way I was with baseball. I was, I was tunnel visioned. I had one goal in mind and to be quite honest with you, at least you did very well in school. I was, I mean, I did okay. I, I, I snuck by but I was totally 100% focused on doing something in professional baseball. Would you have done anything different looking back? The only thing I might have done differently, to be honest, in hindsight, was maybe, maybe stay at UCLA another year just because the, like my freshman class was highly re recruited. We were probably like a top three recruiting class. And then the following year was like a top two. So to stay on and like try to get a national championship would have been nice. But to be honest, you have to strike when the iron is hot. I was uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go pro after my freshman year and being so focused and disciplined um, in my school and my sport allowed me to do so many different things that in hindsight, looking back on it, I would have never had the opportunity to go and do like, you know, travel all over the world, meet so many different friends that I'm still in close with today. Um, all through the love and sport of soccer. Now, before, well, anyway, let's go into your 2012 Olympic season. 
experience. Mm-hmm. Touchy subject, but yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's all yours. Oh, so we ended up, and it's funny because today, uh, CONCACAF, uh, like our region, they posted a photo of us playing El Salvador. And in order for us in 2012, we needed to qualify. We needed to beat El Salvador to have a chance to qualify for the Olympics. We ended up tying them and ended up uh, not being able to qualify. So that that uh, was an experience to say the least. But to be part of that part of that group, whether or not we made the Olympics, is still uh, something that I hold dear to my heart. Okay, Moby, you had talked about your uh, college years a little bit and and uh, some of your aspirations. How was your family uh, about your goals and, and uh, what did they say about it? Were they supportive? Uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, my parents were for supportive as long as education didn't like go by the wayside. Uh, it, it all happened so fast, you know. You know, being a first generation Nigerian American, my parents moved out here in the late seventies, early eighties. You know, if you know anything about Nigerian parents, it's education first and foremost. Like, there's only three jobs that you know Nigerian kids are allowed to have: it's doctor, engineer, or lawyer. Um, so, so soccer wasn't really like all right, we're going to pursue this to, you know, go pro. It was more like, all right, you play, build some friendships, stay active, you know, community stuff, and also potentially, hopefully get a scholarship so they don't have to pay for school. <laughs> so <laughs> when I got invited to residency, that's like, okay, this is an opportunity. Then I go to UCLA, and now agents are reaching out to them. They're like, wow, okay, everything kind of happened so fast. Um, so then the opportunity to go pro I actually had an opportunity to go pro out of high school, but they were like, no way. Like, you have to at least go to college. And then, like, six months later, I had an opportunity to go pro out of college. Um, but fortunately, the contract I signed was able to, you know, make sure that I finished my college uh, while playing. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. My parents were very supportive. They sacrificed a whole lot for me to have the possibility of even thinking about going pro. That, that's good. You know, I tell the story all the time. Moby, I was eight years old when I went to my first pirate game, August 19th, 1973, here in Pittsburgh. And I, my parents were from Italy, so they really weren't into uh, baseball at all, right? So I came home and told uh-huh. them what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I'll, I'll never forget, uh, my dad said, okay, if that's what you want to do, then me and your mom will do everything we can to give you every opportunity in the world to, to make your dreams come true. And uh, I say it all the time, I wouldn't be doing this show or, or I wouldn't have done anything in baseball if it wasn't for their, you know, support in me. So, um, you definitely, you know, need that for sure. And, um, but tell us now about your pro experience. Uh, did you ever like your first day as a pro, did you ever kind of look back and say all the hard work that I did, all the, uh, bumps in the road that I had to overcome and here it is, but now I still have even more to go. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have stories on stories like you think you make it, but you never really make it you know, as, a, as a professional athlete. You know, there's always a higher hill to climb. And that's what makes athletes so great. You know, that constant. It's like it's like that natural greed. Like, all right, you made a pro. Now you want to be a starter. All right. You're a starter. Now you want to be an all star. Exactly. All star. Now you want to be, you know, a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer. Now you want to, you know, get the next contract. So that natural greed for athletes is is is, is something that drives us. And it's something that was, a, I don't want to say a rude awakening for me, but, you know, growing up, you're playing soccer, you know, because it's fun, you're good at it, and you're able to stay competitive. But then once I went pro, I'm competing with guys that, no, this is putting food on the table for my family. 
Like if I don't make this contract, I left, I left school, I left school early. You know, I, I was guaranteed, but some guys left school early with no guarantees or they're on the last year of their deal or, you know, so when you have that kind of like sink or swim initiative, not initiative, but like sink or swim mentality in sports, uh, in the professional ranks, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, when you said that, I have some questions later on that I'm going to touch on that topic about. And you said the greed. And, and I, uh, I guess we're going to get into that for sure later. But Jackie Robinson wrote a book years ago, obviously, and the title was called I Never Had It Made. And I always say that to myself. You know, if I've accomplished one thing, I want to do another. You know, you always want to go to that next level. And sometimes, and I'm sure you've seen it too, you see some people maybe with the loads of talent or a ton of a ton of intelligence, and they just don't have that drive or persistence or motivation really to to go to the next level. And and it, and it it bothers me whenever I see that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that through your life, both in, in sports and business. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's so frustrating because you know sometimes like not to not to like uh, nitpick on people or something like that. It's like you go somewhere and you're like you see someone that's like six eight. And you're like, yo, why aren't you on a basketball court right now? Right, oh. right. Yeah. So it's like, like that mentality when, uh, not to call any tall people that didn't <laughs> play sports, but uh, and like from a soccer perspective, it's like if you have talent and you have these resources that are given to you, you have to do everything in your power to take advantage of it. Because um, you have millions of people, soccer is a global sport, millions of people that would wish um, they could be where you're at and just want one opportunity, but for whatever circumstances or situation, they haven't got that chance. And so for you to go every day and waste it, it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like doing a disservice to the blessings that you received. Well put, well put. Now tell us about your uh, pro career from beginning to, to present. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great ride. So 2010, I got drafted in the MLS super draft in the first round to Philadelphia, uh, spent five years there. Um, my first year, it was a, it was a rude awakening, you know, growing up playing, being a starter my whole life. And then that rookie year playing only 11 games, uh, I was going crazy. Um, but finally broke in and, you know, did well to make my mark uh, during my time in Philadelphia, signed a new contract with Orlando, uh, which was an expansion team at the time. Uh, from there, it went, well, started out well, but didn't go so well. I got traded within uh, the season to Kansas City. Uh, during my time in Kansas City, I was hurt the whole time. Uh, ended up getting picked up by Portland, which I was able to get back on track. And then uh, I was a year as a free agent. Um, and then the last three years I spent with Austin in the USL. So the USL is the second division to MLS. So uh, been a pro for 10 plus years, uh, over 200 games, got some accolades, won some trophies, met some cool people, played in some amazing uh, atmospheres. And right now I'm trying to figure out if I continue play or uh, move on to the next things because I know we'll probably get into it, but I'm passionate about some, quite a few other things as well. And again, that's what attracted me to you because Again, this interview isn't about me, but I have to mention it. Obviously, I've been coaching or scouting for and, and professional scouting now for 38 years. But number one, I, I am interested and I still gear everything I have to baseball, uh, everything. But I'm interested in other things, other other avenues. When did the other avenues start to creep into your head and what are some of those other avenues? 
So when I first got drafted, my dad told me, he said, you're closer to the end of your career than the start of it. Wow. So it came as a shock. I was like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> I just got drafted. He said, he said, you're closer to the end of your career than the start of it. So we made an immediate plan to make sure that, you know, sign up and got my life insurance or, you know, did some things from a financial standpoint to make sure that, all right, if this was the, my last contract that I ever got, I at least give myself a head start for whatever I do next. Um, and then the fact that I left school early, my mom wasn't going to let me go pro unless I had a plan of action or a course of action, sorry, to continue my education. Um, so I would say right when I went pro, I, I was already thinking about kind of what's next from the standpoint of educating myself. But then in terms of like business ventures and different projects, it didn't really click for me until I saw the 30 for 30 broke documentary. And that's when, you know, that's when I yes. started getting a real passion. Yeah. Yes. That was, that I, I saw that. And that hits you. And, you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough through the years to meet a lot of former athletes, become friends with a lot of former athletes and see former athletes um, now. And without you know mentioning names, I was at one event that years ago uh, in 2017 that I seen it, it was a boxing hall of fame. Uh, and I don't have to mention names, but there were guys there that made zillions and that earned every cent, every cent. And to mm -hmm. see how they are now, Amobi was depressing. And it was, it was scary. And for me, as they call it now, the aha moment, um, I guess I'm so focused on sports or, or accomplishing my goals and dreams. And even when I accomplished them, I was always, I don't want to say afraid, but afraid that it would end. So I kept pushing. But um, and my parents were old. My dad always used to tell me, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Keep the wolf away from the door. Like like you, my parents were always, you know, putting things in my head, you know, well, smart things, great things, which I do with my daughter, my 20-year-old daughter. But anyway, I was at my friend's house, my friend Vince Kaplack. He was having a uh, birthday party for his daughter. So I was leafing okay. through this. I was leafing through the Sports Illustrated magazine of where are they now? And it was this was in 2007. And. I came across Greg Norman, the, the golfer, who was my favorite golfer. And I knew he was very successful in business, but I didn't know all the things he did. So I, I began to read. He's involved in clothing and golf course design and GPS for golf courses and sunglasses and and uh, restaurants and had his own, um, uh, you know, what do they call those things? Um, whenever you're on a your home's on a golf course, like real estate type thing. I forget what the hell they call those things. Um, but but he was involved in like 17 ventures, beef, wine. And I said, you know, I can do something like that. Maybe not on that level, where, you know, worth billions of dollars, mm -hmm. but I can do something like that. So that was my moment. What was your moment, again, that it hit you to pursue other avenues? That's uh, I love that story that you shared because, you know, you talked about it. Well, maybe not at the billionaire level, but you can do it at your own level, right, you know, exactly. because of the resources that you have. Uh, for me, it was the 30 for 30 broke documentary because yeah. obviously soccer in the States, we don't make uh, as much money as uh, the players that were highlighted in the broke documentary, the NFL guys, NBA, baseball, hockey, you know, those, those sort of players. But, you know, if leveraged the right way, you can give yourself uh, quite a quite a bit of a head start. So um, that was the, my aha moment. I was like, if these guys that are making this much money are finding themselves in trouble, that means I have to double down and make sure that I avoid any and everything that can get me um, 
to fit that 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 data point that was shared like 60 percent of athletes go broke within three years after retirement like i was like that's not going to be me so what can i do to make sure that um, i avoid that and initially when i started my first venture outside of like soccer was a frugal athlete it was essentially just trying to find athletes that weren't on the broke pathway um and that's kind of how it started i was kind of more like all right these are athletes that i'm going to use as roadmaps to follow and then from there a mentor challenged me to actually like make it into a business and you know move it forward yeah that's great and um we're going to keep talking about this because like i said that's what attracted me to you to begin with i was kind of leafing through the internet and all of a sudden i found fruit rathley and i said that's my guy and and the path that you, that you are <laughs> taking you, so so you got it but uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors roscoe hearing and allergy care center domus pizzeria and sports bar criminal defense attorney eric jackson lurie and the quaker valley rotary club and don't forget about my book lead from the heart up not the neck up how to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office it's on sale now at the Robinson Township, uh, Barnes & Noble. You can get it on my website, claudiorelsano.com, amazon.com, and of course, johnmelvinpublishing.com. And don't forget about my new show, Monday Night Impact, which I'd like to ask Amobi to be on that show as well. It's on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mancini Sports. It'll be on my website soon, on my Facebook page. And again, it's about leadership, motivation, business, and life. And uh, we were right back with one of my favorite guests ever, and I could talk to him for three years, I'm sure, and that is Amobi Akogu. We'll be right back. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for the law offices of eric jackson laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs maybe it's a dui or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time whatever the scenario the law offices of eric jackson laurie are available seven days a week with a practice based throughout western pennsylvania the law offices of eric jackson laurie are conveniently located in downtown pittsburgh and fox chapel when you or a loved one needs discreet experienced legal representation call eric jackson laurie at 412-963-9308 that's 412-963-9308 we want to welcome our newest sponsor dom's pizzeria and sports bar 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Amobi, now 
again, um, the, the frugal athlete, what you mentioned some, some things there, whenever I saw athletes or I saw that 30 for 30, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I kind of, I don't want to say got sick, but it bothered the hell out of me. And I said, I don't want that to happen to me. And Mike Tyson's mentor and trainer, Customato, used to say, fear, you can use fear as a positive. And Fran Targington, who's one of my business role models, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. He used to say, wake up with a sense of urgency every morning. And he always used to tell a story about Sam Walton going into a Walmart unannounced, and he'd walk around. And he would look and see how the prices were, see how the employees were, and see just notice everything. So Fran Targeton asked him, Mr. Walton, why do you still do that after having you have billions of dollars? He said, because if I don't, if I lose one customer, then I'm going to lose another one. That you know, then I'm not going to have those billions of dollars. So he had that sense of urgency. Well, your your thoughts on that? Do, do you kind? Of, I, I I bet I know the answer, but tell our audience about how you feel when you see athletes going broke. Do you have a sense of fear in you, and does that drive you that much more? Oh yeah, most definitely. And it's just, and the great thing about finances is that you can use sports to like, you know, translate some of the concepts. So for example, you know, as an athlete, we're so used to you know the glitz and the glamour of offense. You know, so if I liken it to sports, you know, investing deals, you know, earning more based on performance, while at the same time, you always have to play defense because there's always a counterattack. There's always someone, you know, you you mentioned Mike Tyson. Everyone has an answer until you get punched in the mouth. That's right. So (laughs) so it's like, what's that balance between offense and then defense? And, you know, the best teams are the ones that balance the two, you know, and I, I really love that Sam Walton story that you shared because, yeah, while he is, you know, he's been on the offense, you know, to build a billion-dollar fortune, he's playing defense at the same time to do his market research, to, you know, customer surveys, analytics, figuring out who's next, who they got to acquire. All these different things play a role in building, you know, uh, building a, an empire to last more than just the length of a career. I mentioned some of my business role models, and because I'm in the sports world, those are the guys who I was attracted to. I mentioned Greg Norman and Fran Targenton, but um, Alex Rodriguez is is a huge uh, somebody who I really watch and study all the time, pretty much every day. Magic Johnson, George Foreman, um, and there's a great show which I think you would really and and now and, and like I said yourself, and I mean that. Um, what I'd like you to do if you get a chance, go on um, uh, the hell's it called on demand. There is a great show that's a few years old, but it, it really sticks till it doesn't age. Alex Rodriguez had a show for about two years on MSNBC called Back in the Game, where he would have oh, yep. former athletes and a few entertainers that, uh, you know, hit on hard times and just a great show. And, and you would really appreciate it. But who were some of the athletes or maybe didn't have to be athletes who were role models for you? No, most definitely great show. I definitely uh, uh, we did some like recaps on those shows. Okay, uh, and I had the fortune and pleasure of, you know, being sharing space with Alex Rodriguez at a at an executive education course. So, oh wow, um, yeah, those those uh, those those shows were eye opening to say the least. But in terms right. of uh, athletes that uh, I would consider as roadmaps or role models. Uh, Paul Rabel, he's a lacrosse player that's built, you know, so some amazing things. And if you think about lacrosse, they're nowhere near the pay scale as a top uh, sports league. 
Um, but the way that he's been able to leverage his platform as a professional athlete, be authentic and, you know, kind of take a whole uh, approach to media and, you know, sharing his story has led him to do some amazing things as an investor, as a, as an athlete, as an executive. Um, so he's someone that when I first started in Fugu Athlete, I was like, all right, how is he able to do this if he's playing lacrosse? Like, you don't get right. paid six figures at all. Uh, Andrew Hawkins, he's a former NFL player that is now uh, kind of a jack of all trades. Um, now he's, he's, he's starting a new venture uh, in the VR sports space. Someone that's been able to leverage uh, his platform and, you know, really put an emphasis on learning from the right people. So he did an internship with Uninterrupted. He got his master's at Columbia Sports Management Program and then has really done a number of different things. Um, and obviously you got the big hitters like, you know, what LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace and Tom Brady have done. But I really like the athletes. Uh, I like to say the middle-class professional athletes where, you know, they'll retire and, you know, they can have lunch at a restaurant and maybe one or two guys or people might say hi, but the rest won't, don't won't notice them. So you have, you know, you have gentlemen like, uh, Junior Bridgman. And sure. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, probably one of the most uh, affluent athletes that not a lot of people know about. You know, getting in the franchising business, yeah. um, you know, when he was playing. Uh, a mentor of mine, Kelvin Beecham, he's probably one of the best NFL athlete investors in the league right now. Um, so many different people are doing amazing things. Uh, and I think it's important to get inspiration from those roadmaps instead of like, Obviously, you, want, you need to hear about the scare tactics, too, but it's always good to see the positive examples uh, as well. Right, right. Well, we're going to take another quick commercial break, we're, break and we're come back more and talk about the frugal athlete. Once again, don't forget about our great sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, Quaker Valley Rotary Club, and I forgot to mention our great TV boxing show, The Boxing Authorities, <clears throat> which you can see here in Pittsburgh on PCTV 21, PCTV 47, and also you can watch on Network. Great show with Smoke and Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. Monday Night Impact, uh, 5 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern, blogtalkradio.com uh, slash Man City Sports. It'll be on my Facebook page, and you'll be able to check it out soon on my website. And my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Wing Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, and the Robinson Township Barnes & Noble. We'll be right back with Amobi Akogu. It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. 
The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the Annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Amobi, um, again, frugal, frugal athlete. Why did you uh, start it? and tell us about its growth and where you want it to be. Okay, let's get started. Uh, so for me, uh, a football athlete was kind of like, um, I don't want to say an escape, but it was like uh, to scratch an itch of my curiosity of you know finding athletes that can provide roadmaps for me to kind of follow in their footsteps of how to leverage my capital, uh, my career, and my brand uh, so that my transition out of sports would be easier. From there, a mentor challenged me to make it into a business. And then uh, since then, I've built it out into an online financial media company. Uh, we have a number of different avenues that we serve. We do the media aspect, podcast, newsletter, uh, YouTube, social content. We do educational content as well through workshops, speaking engagements, and online courses. And then um, on a small scale, uh, we do coaching and strategy sessions for athletes and people that are looking to, you know, help athletes around financial money management. And uh, it's been good. It's been, it's, uh, you know, I, I kind of started early, earlier than this financial literacy movement kind of took shape. So I've been considered by many as, you know, one of the stewards of promoting athletes and financial literacy. And I think the best thing about a frugal athlete is any, everyone is frugal in their own way. And we've kind of put a spin on the word frugal, whereas, you know, you think of frugal, sometimes you think of it as cheap. Well, <laughs> we, 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 we spent that, we spent that around and said, no, frugal is efficient, economical, and prudent. So how are athletes prudent, economical, and efficient with their careers, whether it's with their money or whether it's the decisions that they make to maximize their, longevity and legacy. Now, I'm going to ask you a personal question. For me, um, matter of fact, I did a show out of Philadelphia the other day. And uh, Philly. Yeah, this, yeah, there you go. This lady, the, one of the hosts, co-hosts, she was very kind and gave me this long introduction. She pretty much said everything that I did, you know, and I joked, wow, I said, I've done a lot. And I, I, I live by three quotes. <clears throat> 
at least three. But Dan Marino had a quote, you can do more, you can always do more. Uh, Mario Andretti. Ooh, I got to steal that, sorry. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's a good one. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love this one, Mario Andretti, the uh, greatest race car driver of all time. He said, "If you have everything under control, you're not going fast enough." I always love that one, and the one that I kind of, I guess you could say, kind of live by as well is keep accomplishing. Like, okay, you've won a championship, great. Let's win another one. You hit you hit a certain number financially. Oh, that's great. Let's let's go after more, and. Um, Gene Simmons, the guy from Kiss, the you know, one of the Kiss band members, um, he was he was raised with no money, zero. So he goes to his mother when he hit it pretty big with Kiss, and he showed her a ten million dollar check, and she said, "That's wonderful. Now what are you going to do?" Like in other words, next, and 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 it's a balance because you want to appreciate what you've done, yes. But for me, and I'm betting you're the same way, you've accomplished something. Okay, yeah, that's great. But let's do more. Is that the way you are? Yeah, that, that's exactly the way I am. It's like, and sometimes you need the reminders from family and friends to, you know, um, say like, okay, you like, sometimes it's okay to understand and sit back and like, yo, you've done a lot. You've like, how many people can say they've been a pro athlete? How many people can say this? But at the same time, and you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier. It's like, no, what's next? Like, I need, I need, I need a new goal. I need, I need, I need to accomplish something else. I need, a, I need more wins. And uh, like you said, it's a, it's a balance. But I think that's what drives the best to be the best. You know, if you look at Elon, it's like uh, he could have been. He's, he should be in Aruba somewhere, chilling on the beach. <laughs> but uh, he wants to do more, and you know, it's always something next. That, that's what drives the best people. You know, a couple of things. Michael Andretti, Mario's son, he just came up with uh, – they, they just did an interview with him. And he said that when he retired from a very successful racing career at a young man years ago, he said, I wanted something that made me get up in the morning. You know, I just didn't want to wake up and live off of being Michael Andretti. I want to actually do something. And, you know, that, that I always liked that. And I remember a couple of years ago, movie, I was it – was, it was in January of probably 2019 – I say, you know what? I go at it morning, noon, and night. And obviously, I also spend a lot of time with my wife, Linda, and my daughter, Ida. But I, I work constantly. Uh, and that's through the, uh, throughout the day and night, right? But I said one day, I'm not going to do anything tomorrow. Zero. No phone calls, oh. no texts, no emails, no reading, no trying to make moves. Not zero. Nothing. That, I said, I'm going to watch. Uh, there was a maybe a... a like a five hour uh, run on TV about the Kennedy assassination and things like that. I'm always interested in that uh, case. But anyway, I said, I'm just going to do nothing but watch that all day long. That lasted maybe about under 10. Well, hell yeah, it was under 10 minutes because I start getting itchy. (laughs) (laughs) I I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. Yeah. And I I just said, I felt like I wasn't being productive. You know, and that's just how I am. Is that I, I kind of figure that's kind of the way you are as well. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's like it's it's like my my, my mom says like sometimes you need rest. I said nah, you rest when you know rest rest. I rest later. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to be yeah. It's like that's why one of my favorite quotes is like uh, the jack of all trades quote. If you actually yeah. like 
listen to the whole quote, it's actually like, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none, but a jack of all trades is better than a master of, of one. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my mindset. Like, as long as I'm being efficient about it, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and even if I'm reading something or watching your – again, I, I forgot to mention the Frugal Athlete. I, I watched it on YouTube. But even if I'm watching that, to me, I, I consider that a, a productive work you know, hour or however long I'm watching it because I'm trying to improve uh, because there's a lot of things I don't know and a lot of things I've learned – you know, from your channel and, and obviously going to learn even more. But to me, that's, and again, I don't mean work is a bad word. You know, I, I remember one time yeah. I was talking to this one guy, I was going to do some work with him and he asked me, what do you do for fun? I said, well, I, I love spending time with my wife and daughter doing whatever, even if it's just something as simple as going for a walk. I, I enjoy being with my wife and daughter. I love to read. I'm fortunate enough to be asked to play in some, you know, quote, celebrity golf tournaments or what have you. But I enjoy the chase. I, I enjoy doing all the shows I do in the book and the speaking. And I've started another thing that I'm going to be, um, I, I hooked up with the company that I'm going to be speaking to their managers about improving culture, communications, and building a solid team. So it's kind of a coaching business. And I'm, I may hook up with another, another company to be a part of their team. So, and I keep telling my wife, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to do. I'm coaching, <laughs> scouting. You know, I got, I'm on a couple podcasts, a couple TV shows, but, and this coaching thing, that's it. And then so, something else will pop up that I'm going to do that. And, 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 uh, I, I, that's just me. I, so I told that guy, I enjoy the chase as long as I catch that carrot once in a while, you know? So my, my question to you is what's next for you, uh, obviously to improve what you're doing, but what else would you like to do? To be honest, for me, it's building out my systems and processes. You know, I think that's the way I can be most efficient. I mean, I mean, uh, how I can be able to scale and extend more of me without extending more of me, if that makes sense. So yeah, I love this, that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me right now. I, I'm in a place where you know I've, I've built the credibility, but now it's like, a, all right, how do I monetize? How do I extend myself to you know reach more? of a, a demographic across this athlete money management space um, uh, in, in a more economical, efficient, frugal way. You know, some people kind of, uh, they'll cock their heads a little bit whenever I, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but, and, and who am I to say how somebody should live or not live? But like my shows, I enjoy doing my shows. And, but there has to be a reason for me to do them. Moby, not just so I can say, Hey Moby, I'm doing a show. No, I want it. To, I, I do want to make money on it because money is incredibly important to me not to go anywhere or, or show off. I just want to provide for my family. And like my dad used to say, keep the wolf away from the door. And so yeah. like with the shows, I love doing the shows and, and I do a few shows that are in quotes, I'm not getting paid for, but they give you a little credibility. They, make you better perhaps at that craft or you'll meet somebody or they can be a key to another door. Um, do you look at things that way as well? Or am I just crazy? No, 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 you're exactly on spot on. I think with, with what I did with frugal athlete, it's actually led me to so many different opportunities across the board, uh, whether it's internships and externships that I've been able to accomplish. Um, so um, I feel like for me, it's been a springboard into my next phase of whatever I want to do. So you hit the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, 
that 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 transition and how it translates in, across across the board. And let me ask you another question: How important is money to you? Oh, it's not so. Uh, I, this is a great question. It's not so much money; it's the fact that money allows you to have leverage and control of what right. you want. So. I don't like when people say, oh, money can't buy happiness or, you know, money is the root of all evil. It's like, no, your, your, your idea of money is, is convoluted. Your, your idea of money is, 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 is wrong. If you can use, if you think of money as a way to provide leverage for you and your family or whatever you want to do, okay, then yeah, it's, it's important. I'm not going to lie and say, um, I'd play soccer for free because I love it. Like, no, that's not the case. Exactly. Um, so, uh, <laughs> this one guy well, said to I'm me, Claudio, gonna... I know you would coach for free. Uh, you don't know Claudio <laughs> that well then brother. And I have had the coach. I have had the coach for free. The first five years of coaching, like were to, to build a resume. So, but exactly. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, when, when, when I think of money, it's like, there's, there's different things that I'll do now because I know I'll make money on the back end. Right. Uh, but yeah, right. money, money is important. I'm not going to sell my soul just to do a no. deal. No. Um, it's never to that standpoint, but yeah. when uh, money is important, you know, it's been, it's, it's allowed me to do some wonderful things and provide for, uh, my family and, you know, myself. So yeah, money is important, but it, yeah. <laughs> and, and you hit it on the head, all of what you said, <clears throat> like, I, I don't want it just to, to, to buy anything or to, to show off. I don't, I don't need all that. I just want to take care of my family. Like my parents, you know, my, my dad always said knew how to make a buck. My mom knew how to save it. And, um, I, I had everything I wanted and then some, and I want to do that for my family. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, money's the root of all of evil. So I just heard this yesterday, Moby. Somebody said, that's not true. He said, have you ever seen anybody pull up to a bank and rob it and go into the role and go into their Rolls Royce? You know, yeah. so no, it's not. That's <laughs> it. And Mario Andretti one time was asked, uh, what is your biggest fear? And he very quickly said, and I had him on my show and I talked about this with him. He very quickly said poverty. And uh, then one of my former players, Brian Tabata, we were talking about this. And he said, uh, you know, the old quote, which you just said, um, um, money won't make you happy. Well, hell, neither will poverty. That doesn't make you happy either. You know, and, and I just yeah. don't understand. And some people will have that flip it comment. Well, you can't take it with you. Well, hell, I don't want to take it with me. But I just yeah. want to, again, <laughs> keep the wolf away from the door. That That's it. And um, yeah, but you know what? I, I could talk to you forever, but we're going to have one last thing. The Eric Jackson Lurie final word. Criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Lurie with office, offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412 963 9308 and a movie tell everybody where they can watch your show uh follow you listen to you because I'm, I'm, i mean this with all my heart I, it is I, i'm so excited to have you on today um you are a a, a blessing to anybody who's going to listen to you and they shouldn't just hear you or watch you they should soak in what you're saying and because you're going to have impact on a lot of people but if you can tell people again how they can uh, watch you and all that Man, thank you so much. That really means a lot. And uh, thanks for the patience with me. You know, we had some uh, difficulties on my end to find no, the that's schedule. Okay. But, uh, 
I appreciate you. Uh, so if you want to tap in with me, uh, at Amobi Says, A-M-O-B-I-S-A-Y-S, uh, on all social platforms, uh, Amobi Ukugo on LinkedIn, um, at A Frugal Athlete on social channels, um, A Frugal Athlete Podcast Network. Um, if you want to check out our podcast, um, yeah, we're going to keep the ball rolling, trying to create a lot of impact, trying to create a lot of value, and um, yeah, see, see where we go from there. And like I said, it's a very valuable uh, – you're providing value to people, and, and they just don't have to be athletes, I mean, uh, or involved in sports, anybody, because it's all a common-sense approach. And you've, you've had great guests on, uh, great topics. And, um, and, and another thing, too, I know some people – and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I know some people who will complicate the hell out of things. And I mean really complicate them. And it's like you, you end up scratching your head. Yours is educational, but it's not complicated. And uh, no. you've had some great guests on. And again, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time uh, to be on our show. And um, I'll be keeping in touch and checking on you. And I'll be watching your show all the time. And again, thank you so much. And wish you all the very best. No, thank you so much. And definitely, I got to get you on the show at some point. Uh, it's amazing. Well, I, I would love to. It would be an honor. It would be an honor for sure. Okay. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Right. No, most definitely. All right, brother. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And like I said, definitely please check out uh, all of Amobi's uh, platforms because it, it, it's important. It'll have impact on you. Uh, as always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the intros and outros. My fantastic, uh, wonderful producer, Adam Zalouf. Thank you, Adam. Um, upcoming guests. We're still going to have Rudy Rudiger on. I'm, I tell you every week. Eventually, we're going to have him on. We just have to uh, connect our schedules. Then a, a very good friend of mine who is a fantastic kickboxer. His name is Swift Kick Robinson, uh, who's a great guy. I, I miss him. He used to live here in Pittsburgh. He moved to Tennessee. But uh, you're going to enjoy that interview very much, too. He's a great guy. Um, and then we always have Smoking Jim and Luther on as well. And uh, again, a few of my things, a Monday night impact, 5 p.m. to 5.30 every Monday on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mancini Sports. We talk leadership, business, motivation, and life. You'll be able to see it on my website here shortly and on my Facebook page and also my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You get it on my website, johnmelvinpublishing.com, barnesandnoble.com, and the Barnes and & Noble in Robinson Township, and of course, Amazon. And uh, what else am I supposed to promote here, Mr. Adams Aloof? Uh, oh, yeah, the Boxing Authorities. How can I forget that? Absolutely in my opinion, the best boxing show out there. And it's because of my two partners who are just through the roof people and great boxing people, uh, entertaining and informative. You can watch us on live.vivetv network. You can also watch us here in Pittsburgh on PCTV21, Comcast, PCTV47, Verizon. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Claudio Rosano Show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
it's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Gotcha. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 